Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, it's been a month, month and a half, a little bit of time. We, too long. Too long. It's been too long. This is a trend that when we have early, either <laughs> real playoff exits or pseudo playoff exits, we need some yeah. time. We yeah, time. we kind of go underground for a while. Now, honestly, this was probably longer than anticipated. Yeah, we had some schedule conflicts that things just didn't line up. Your car died, you know. My car did die, which I was catastrophically. I was thankfully able to get a wonderful car at CarMax. We made a little bit of a shameless plug for Luke's company. I was treated very well. Luke even spruced up my car himself before they brought it out to me. A little something, something. A little bow on it. Very special. I'm glad that, that you had a great, iconic experience. Indeed, I did. Thank you for that, sir. We did not. Have an iconic experience watching the game itself when uh, when Luke, myself, and our good friend JP went to the Packers Lions game where everything was on the line for a playoff spot. I mean, we enjoyed we enjoyed the atmosphere. Oh, the, yep, the experience was the incredible. experience. But I, I mean, just watching, just our eyes glued on the field, left a little to be desired as our Green Bay Packers had a playoff ticket placed in their hand and they just let it fall in the wind. Falling to the Lions, twenty to sixteen. I would like to point out a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna peel back the curtain slightly here. While we are there, Devin's talking about eyes peeled to the field. You wanna know who did not have his eyes peeled to the field all the time? My man Devin. Someone was a little social. I, I'm sure you can't tell that what? over the podcast, right? And he was making friends left, right, and center. And occasionally, I literally had to take Devin and turn him, be like, Devin, the play, and, and then he would watch the football game. Getting into it, excited with the fans, enjoying the experience. Yeah, there was a really nice Lions fan, uh, like two seats away from me. Yep. And he was wearing a Joyke Bell jersey, which was a player on the Lions from like six years ago. Felt very South of the Cheddar Curtain esque. Yeah, a little bit, right? Not not a star by any means. No. So it might have been might have been good that I missed some plays. Honestly, <laughs> that's I was true. Being social instead, that's so true. I was keeping the overall positive vibes. So that depression yeah. hit a, a little bit less or a little delayed. I had some distraction, little socializing self medication. I will definitely say it was a long drive home that night. <laughs> it was a long drive home. You I'm, slept for all of it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, okay, fine, Lucas. It was a long walk to the car. It was very there sad. Go. There you go. It was very cold. I don't think I said a single word, which is not like me. Big surprise. True. True. Yeah, the the social bit kind of went away there once we were just in shock after the game ended. Yeah. So let's get to our usually scheduled programming of I Think and I Know. So I will start with I Know. Oh, coming in hot. Always. Come on now. That, you know, despite the, the what we saw on the field or what I might have missed on the field a little bit, we really had a wonderful time mm. going to Lambeau. And we'll get we'll get more back into it. But for all of our our Packer people that are listening, if you have not had the opportunity yet to go to the Holy Land, you really need to do that. You really need to invest in next season. It's it's a life-changing experience every time I go, and I'm so happy that you and JP were with me. And we ran into a couple fans, including your aunt, which was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, my aunt ended up getting some tickets and, and going as well, and and a, we met our first fan, right? Yes, our first true fan, where it's not you know family, friend, coworker. It's right. someone we've never met, no ties to whatsoever. Right, and so that was a little crazy. Shout out to Tim. Yeah, big shout out to Tim. Tim's awesome. Great to meet Loved you, my it. guy. Oh yeah, came visited the tailgate a little bit. I mean, it it was a great time. It was nice Amazing. to see him. Nice to meet him. 
it, it was quite the experience. I think Lambeau is essentially the mecca, right, of football and, and one of them in pro sports in general. So anytime you get to be there, get to feel that atmosphere, you know, get to look up and poof, there's a stadium in your face and there it is the lights are on it's at night right incredible cold with the snow i mean it was couldn't feel anything it was awesome it was poetic absolutely it was was exactly what you wanted to be right up until you know we lost off yeah Yeah, (laughs) until until we did packer things it was wonderful but but what an experience and like Devin was saying if you have not gone please do yourself a favor and try to get some tickets to go doesn't have to be a cold, snowy game, although I do think that was quite the experience. Oh, I'm glad it was that way, yeah. I mean, we were, all of us were a little cold. I was very cold. I was yeah, you definitely. decided to like not bring a jacket. <laughs> I was wearing the McHenry Construction Company sweater. I wanted to rock that, and I did get some props from the random old guy in yeah. our parking lot. Yeah, the parking attendant. Yeah, it was sure. worth it, for sure. For sure, without and, a doubt. And then he started rambling, and I was like, Okay, you can leave me alone now. Like it was fun. I'm good. Thank Devin you. Devin over here making best friends. Doesn't even know it. Well, not that guy, but the other guys. <laughs> there were other Packer fans next door, which wait, wait, wait. They let's, were great. Let's rewind a little good. bit because I think you wanted to play bags and you were like, Hey Devin, you should go ask them. And then we played bags because I am a social butterfly. Honestly, I don't think that's exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's hundred percent not what happened. And then Mr. But you did get us invited to play bags, which was fine, except for the fact that our hands were going numb as we were throwing them. And I'm pretty sure when our game got close, after I was whooping your ass, I took my glove off to continue to whoop your ass. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're wrong there. I will say they were not regulation distance. Oh, here we you go. Know? Here we go. And it was dark. We couldn't see at the end of the game, but hey, whatever it is, rematch anytime, bud. Goliath, anytime. Let let David have this one, okay? Anytime. Whenever Luke and I have competed in anything, he always whoops my ass. That's there's true. there's never a doubt. We play Madden, Facts. I start winning, and I'm like, hello, anxiety, because I'm just gonna mess it up somehow. Because Luke always wins. So the Facts. fact that in the cold, with a hand going numb, I was able to get the dub. Very excited, still am. I could tell that was one of the highlights for you, wasn't oh, it? Totally. <laughs> I mean, it was a great experience overall, but yeah, I mean, at least unlike the Packers, I could get the job done. That's true. That's true. But yeah, tailgating, what an experience. We were parked next to some guys that grew up in Green Bay. That was super cool. One of them lives in Michigan now, so talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Just really cool time. Um, tailgating, definitely a must-do, I think. Oh, it was so much fun, yeah. So much fun. Had the grill going, like yeah. the full nine yards. The full experience. Mm-hmm. We had a case of Spotted Cow, right? We were ready to go. Oh, yeah. Ready to go. So much fun. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, just such an incredible experience, and, and I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think we had, like, a two-year hiatus in between. We yeah. went to the Washington game and this game. No more. We are going next year. We're going to figure it out without a doubt. I agree completely. You are up for I think I know, sir. Oh, no. <clears throat> You have a brain. You can do it. Okay. Yeah, I've, I had it. I had it 100% down where I was going to talk about it. Now, poof, there it went. That's okay. You can audible. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think. I think the next time we go to a pack game, we may need to figure out a way to bring some marketing with us. We How need to brand the experience a little bit. Brand the show? Oh, well, I'm saying we got t-shirts, right? We do have t-shirts. Pers- for us personally, mm-hmm. you know? I, maybe maybe we have some hoodies that we're wearing, right? And then put the jerseys on when we walk in or something like that. I'm still going to wear a jersey during the game. Of course. But, you know, maybe we, we bring the show there a little bit. 
I know you kind of tried with some sort of Facebook Live thing or whatever. Yeah, but... I went on Instagram Live for all of like four minutes. And Which is Luke, about four Luke minutes like, too long. Devin, Jesus, can you stop? I feel incredibly <laughs> awkward. Like I was I was feeling it. I was having a good time. And Luke was just like, I'm uncomfortable. Devin, stop. And I, I was, was like, it's eating the brand. A, I was literally in the middle of eating a brat. Like, what am I supposed to do at that point? That feels incredibly Wisconsin. That feels incredibly Packers. It, it was, but you wanted me to talk. Give my thoughts. Yeah, you can just you know, chew my it thoughts up were like, I, I wanted to eat the brat. You're being a little selfish with the brand. <laughs> and uh, everyone that I talked to that chimed into the live said that the stream was so poor because of my data that they couldn't hear or see anything. They just heard a bunch of noise, which is probably for the best. Honestly, probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we bring bring some branding with us a little bit, get some hats or something. I don't know. Start passing them out? I think that's a way to do that's it. That's an idea. Let's let's grow this thing. Let's do know? it. So any uh, any listeners, you guys want to, you know, we can send an email. So yeah. what is it? South of Cheddar Curtain at gmail.com. You got it. Beautiful. You just have to remember to check it. That's I, I did before the show. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. So guys, send an email. You know, maybe we can get a little get a little, you know, club going. We can all go to the game together. You guys can wear your South of Cheddar Curtain cheese uh, t shirts and just we'll grow the brand. There you go. Let's do it. And we're gonna overtake Nagler and Peter Bukowski and all those guys. That that's uh, a high hill to climb, but yeah. We'll we'll try. We'll try. I think we can do it. All right. I know that this game just felt like the end mm. of an era. I, I kind of felt similar, you know, last year we played San Francisco and we had all those guys come back, right? You know, Whitney Merciless tore his biceps like four weeks before and is somehow back. Jair is back. There was that whole Avengers thing that I made you watch. Yep. That scene in Endgame when all the guys come back from Thanos snapping and, you know, they're all dead. And then someone replaced, like, the superheroes with Packer players. And it was actually, like, beautifully done. And the numbers were perfect. The video was amazing. And then this year, we look like absolute trash for most of the season. And we have to have... So many teams lose for us to you know to have this opportunity. And we get this golden opportunity and we just fall apart. And it was just Packers of old. It was, you know, an, an untimely fumble from one of our key players. It was some missed tackles. I mean, the we'll get into it a little bit more later. We're not gonna talk about the game a whole lot, but you had two extra stupid penalties, which this is a new wrinkle we're adding apparently to how we can lose important games. Thank you, Quay Walker and Razul. But it's just, you know, with, with Cobb and Rogers walking off the field after everything that had to go right to get us in the spot, it just kind of feels like it's over for this team. And we still don't know what's going to happen with Aaron, you know, and, and all that jazz. We'll get into it. But it just, it, it really felt like an ending when we walked off that field. And I think it wasn't just the fact that we lost. But it was that realization, which is why I was like so sad and despondent. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it felt almost more like a, I don't, I don't know, a, a gut punch to a certain extent because you kind of just felt the overwhelming weight of that loss, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas we lost, obviously, we've lost plenty of important games before. Oh yeah, we are not um, not new to that experience. And outside of like 2014, right? That's probably the worst. But some of those other like playoff losses, they hurt, right? But you don't necessarily think they have lasting effects. No, because we'd be back next year, right? And now this is the second year in a row where you don't know that, right? No, and it feels much more in question. I personally, I feel like it's much more in question this year than last year. 
But everybody thought it was pretty darn in question last year. But I get what you're saying. It's just, yeah, I, I feel like it it felt super deflating at the time. And you know, I remember we were just standing there as the kind of stadium started to empty. The Lions fans started getting louder and louder, right? And it's just like, man, was that it? Was that it? Are we are we now mediocre for the next decade? And did we just see Aaron Rodgers' last game in person? And if we did, I mean, that's a memory we're going to have forever. And that's why I'm really glad we went. I mean, I know we we got we bought the tickets when we were essentially eliminated, right? Yeah, we were thinking we were like, oh, let's before. go see what Jordan Love's like. Yeah, right. And then it ends up being potentially Aaron Rodgers' last game, or at least maybe his last game as a Packer. And you know, I'm really glad we were there for that. Obviously, for sure. Sucks that it went down the way it did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sucks that he didn't play a very good game. But yeah, man, that that one, that one hurt and felt like something's missing after that. Like that could be it. I hundred percent agree. You're up. Okay, I got one. It's not the one I thought of earlier, but I got one. Oh, okay. I know that Green Bay, Lambo, right? Supposed to be a huge advantage for the Packers and historically has been up until recent memory especially when it gets cold start in playoff weather in the playoffs or close to the playoffs December and January all that kind of good stuff I didn't feel like we had a lot of home field advantage in that game I don't necessarily mean how we played although that's that's true right it did not look like the lines were scared of playing in the cold because it was brutally cold that day oh no they were they were ready to go man they weren't scared of us they had nothing to lose 100 percent. and where i really want to go with this is do you remember how much blue you saw it was a lot it was a lot of blue and then especially once the game ended and all the packer fans started leaving all the lions fans stayed you're like good god like how many people sold their tickets a lot literal sellouts a lot and like I get it, right? I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm sure that they, the season ticket holders, sold their tickets. You don't control who buys them in most cases, right? You just put them up on Ticketmaster or whatever it is, sell I, them back to the team. I just got to be honest, man. Like we've talked about how long the line is for season ticket holders. Yeah, I, I was put on when I was born, and I checked the other day. I think it's still have 16,000 people in front of me. Yeah, exactly. So It's think, been 28 years for me. Lucas Mueller, let me ask you something. If you had season tickets, would you ever sell any of them? I mean, I would like to say no. I know that realistically that's probably not the case. But minimum. Minimal, right? Minimal. I feel some sort of way about the, uh, the Packers season ticket holders when there are so many people that are chomping at the bit. And maybe it's just the one game they sold, right? Maybe it was just a freak thing. They had a, something to do with their kid, whatever. And but I, but for the ones that are selling multiple season tickets when there's so many people waiting in the wings and that could be a Lions fan going to snatch it up, it's just disappointing, man. It's just disappointing. It is, and it, it's hard to a certain extent because um, part of me is happy that that experience gets to be shared by away fans to a certain extent, right? Not when it hurts our team. No, 100%. But in general, because I saw mostly online, uh, in person, we didn't really talk to anybody about it, but, you know, how they were, people were excited to come to Lambeau. They finally got an opportunity to come as a Lions fan. And that's cool, right? That's cool. You it's, a historic, that. it's a historic place. And right. 
there can be Lions fans who do have good football IQ and could appreciate going to the Holy Land. Definitely. 100%. 100%. But I feel like it's really hurting us at this point. Or at least not helping us the way it's supposed to be. Like, it was relatively loud at times when the offense was on the field. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that Green Bay fans are historically pretty terrible at. But, like, third down, like, you could hear the Lions fans. Oh, totally. Totally. It, it's the final game of the season in Lambeau. You should not be able to hear the away fans. No, sir. No. And just talking about home field advantage and, you know, playoffs or December games. But to be honest, Luke, this is really sad for me to say. When I see the shade of grass, like the dead grass because it's, mm-hmm. it's cold outside, I just get anxious. I get uneasy because looking at that color of grass that we see in Lambo at that time, these are highlight reels that I remember watching that don't end well. Frequently for us, recently, anyways, yeah, totally. So, yeah, you know, growing up, both of us grew up at a time when we were super young Packer fans, where the Packers hadn't lost a playoff game in Lambeau and ever, right? Yeah. Before Mike Vick came in, which I remember exactly where I was watching Me that too. game. Me too. I was we, in a hotel. We hadn't lost a playoff game. <laughs> oh, the typical Mueller drive up to Wisconsin. No, it was a different one. I think it was like a family reunion situation. But yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's just. It is disappointing that throughout our fandom that the, the home field advantage, especially end of the season, has diminished. 100%. Let's hope that with whatever squad we have next year and years to come, that we're not in that position where people are going to be more tempted to sell some of their, their tickets, especially later in the season. Let's hope that we're still in the running. Let's hope it's an exciting team and people don't sell out, literally. Completely agree. I mean, you, you could just look at who's in the Super Bowl right now, right? When you see Arrowhead on TV. Does it look like there's any away fans? It's only red. Only red. I think you're only allowed to wear red entering that stadium. When you watch Eagles games, right? Do you see any color but green? No, because they bully Santa Claus. So if you're going to wear a different color. Yeah, I've heard it's dangerous to show up as an away fan there. Yeah. And I don't want I don't want that. You're swimming with the fishes. Like, I, no. I 100% don't want it to be dangerous for away fans. But no. let's take a little bit more pride as Packer fans, shall we? Yeah, 100%. Let's... A little more pride. You know, people always talk about the Packer fans are in the upper upper echelon of fans, and we should really show it. We should. We should have some class. I think they are, but I also think they're complacent. Honestly. Because they're selling their tickets, you mean? Well, yeah, I think that they are used to a certain standard, right? And kind of take it for granted. So when things don't go so well, yeah, let me sell the tickets. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It matters. They're your team. Right. They're your team. You have the honor and the privilege of being a season ticket owner. I feel like I'm beating this dead horse. We should probably move on. We probably should. We're going to piss off all the season ticket holders that listen to this. Not if they're the ones going to the game. And listen, if you had your daughter's recital and you couldn't get out of it, that's fine. But for these people that are selling, you know, four, five, six tickets, like, what are you doing? And- Unless... You you are selling it directly to someone you know as a Packers fan. That's fine. Yeah, Just I'm all, keep I'm all the for that. Field going. At least try. Try. Get your can to try. Give an effort. Yeah. And or if, charge the Vikings fan like triple. And if anybody wants to sell highly discounted tickets because they can't go to us, feel free to let us know. Oh, for sure. Feel free to let us know. We'll gladly help you out there. That email again is <laughs> south of Cheddar Curtain at gmail.com. <laughs> Always all looking right. to go to a Packer game. <laughs> so we should just briefly cover this game. Hey, man, I I barely remember it. That's just because how long ago it was. So go for it. 
I feel like I probably mentioned already a lot of what I wanted to talk about. That's a good thing because I don't want to think about it very much. Understandable. Uh, just the thing, the key things I remember from that game was it was a lot of us just beating ourselves. You know, we had, I believe it was nine points in the first half. They were all, you know, pretty chip shot field goals. We had a drive in the first quarter where we hit a bomb to Christian Watson, got to the five yard line, had two runs, and ran for like two yards. Aaron misses AJ Dillon. You know, missed throws, poor blocking at key times, right? Packer drives, you're stalling out. Uh, defensively, you know, you have the dumb penalties. You have pretty good tackling early, and then guys get tired late, but the penalties, yep. you had Quay Walker getting himself ejected again, which is unfathomable. I cannot remember another NFL player being ejected twice. I think it's the first time. In a so. Season. And this is going to sound like a joke, and I'm, I'm not going to mean it to, but I honestly want Quay Walker to get some sort of therapy because it's it's a real quick switch to anger, and then immediately he's dejected. I'm pretty sure in both times he was seen crying afterwards. It's, it's such a it's a hard topic, right? And it's a fine line, and you don't necessarily want to comment too much on someone else's mental well-being or... or or frustration or anything like that, or anger issues potentially. But I do want to say that I think he handled it pretty well afterwards, about as well as you could. I mean, he's owned up both times for he sure. Did. And But he did, in his own words, he says, I don't know why I do this type of thing. Exactly. So talking it through with a professional, I think, is one of the most mature things you can do, no matter what's going on in And life. I would be shocked if that is not has not already happened. I Absolutely wish, shocked. I wish him nothing but the best. If it wasn't kind of like a team thing. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do this, Quay. Yeah. Because he seems like a really good kid. And people kind of made fun of it. Kind of became a meme for a while. Him in the walk into the locker room in the tunnel. Yeah, because like, there's a camera. So, yeah. But he was obviously frustrated at himself. Oh, totally. He wasn't mad at the refs or anything. He was like, why did you do this? And I think that's not in this kind of stage or to that degree, but that's a pretty relatable thing, right? Like we all do stuff in our lives and you're like, God, why the hell did I just do that? hundred percent, man. Happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. Just we're not giants getting kicked out of a nationally televised event. Exactly. Can you imagine if those moments that happened to you, if they were on national television? Yikes. Awful. (laughs) Yeah. Awful. My anxiety is building just thinking about it. Exactly. So, not obviously that does not excuse what he did. No. no. But you know, it it's a hard line to walk especially when you're trying to be a very aggressive player, which he is and which he really showed the last couple of weeks of the season. It seemed like that switch kind of flipped and he was bringing some edge and just a little too much not at the right time. Yeah, I can't imagine just being a professional athlete the mindset you have to be to be that intense to go, you know, that full speed especially with the way that Quay Walker plays and so you know, just you just got to turn that off a little bit quicker once the play ends. Yep. I mean, that play, it's dumb. It looks bad. But that, you know, that's that's a switch thing, right? And he mm-hmm. immediately felt bad for it afterwards. The play that I think was worse was on a field goal. I want to say it was in the first half where Razul Douglas just, like, took the ball away from the center. Well, well hold on, hold on. I don't know if you did any research on this afterwards. Oh, Because that's in. not why he got the flag. Oh, I, okay. So I just, I rewatched the highlight, but if I... Didn't yeah, they catch didn't the show reason. It. So Fill he, me in. The reason he did that, which apparently is completely legal, is he swatted the ball away so he didn't get a free kick, like a, a practice kick, because we had called the timeout. Do you know what I mean? We iced the kicker 
and he okay. swatted the ball away from the long snapper so they didn't get a free practice kick. And you said that's legal? That was fine. It's then somebody pushed him, and then he, like, punched him or something. So that, that was the problem. That sounds like Razul. <laughs> Love him, but not yeah, the that, best move there, but That was the problem. But the, apparently the swatting of the football is fine. Okay. All right. Well, just so, Razul, know that, you know, if you're going to either swat a football or, you know, swat a beehive, you might get stung. Just yeah. know that. You just got to take it, man. Just take it, bro. Just take one for the team. Other things about this game... Aaron Jones, crucial fumble again. Love, yeah. love the guy, but man. We said this exact same thing last year with the Mercedes Lewis fumble. We see that, and I'm pretty sure in the game, all three of us looked at each other and we were like, oh no. We said the exact same thing two years ago with the Aaron Jones fumble. Yeah. I'm, he doesn't fumble much, but it's at the worst possible time. I'm getting really sick of this movie. Agreed. I'm getting really over it, man. I think that's... Oh, one more thing. I guess I wanted your opinion on it. If you remember, we had the ball deep in our own territory, like the 25, 30-yard line. And it was fourth and one after we ran the ball twice and got stuffed. And then they give it to Lazard on like a quick, oh, tight God. jet. Yeah. Didn't love that? Hate it, especially with Lazard, I think. Because Lazard's a big body, so you're kind of hoping he can just fall forward probably. But he's got no wiggle. He's got no speed. If it is not schemed open and blocked correctly, what's he going to do about it? I was I was hoping, you know, like he he's such a good blocker. You'd think he have good like forward momentum and force. You just truck one person. It was only Alex Anzalonzi. Like all you had to do was truck him. I mean, that is a linebacker. It is it is a linebacker. But we've also seen him block three guys in one play. Granted, sure. two of them fell over each other. Still but counts. When I saw that contact coming, I wasn't like, oh, he's dead. You know, the the play is over for sure. I was like, he can he can maybe truck him to fall forward. He's not going to truck him and keep going. This might be a just fall forward because he's six foot four. That play's got to go. If you're going to do that, which you shouldn't, but if you're going to, that play has to go with some to somebody with wiggle or speed, preferably both. Maybe that because, Christian Watson guy. Yeah, maybe because if Alex Anzalone comes off free, right? What do you get? What do you have to do? You either you have, have to, have to make him, him miss. You have to beat him to the edge. You know, make him take a poor angle or try to juke him and kind of get tackled forward type of thing. That's what you got to do. And Lazard can do pretty much neither of those things. Love Lazard. Love him. Going to miss him. But, yeah, he ain't it for that. That that is not does not play well into his skill set. To Lazard's credit, though, he did respond nicely in the rest of the game. In one of our, it was our last touchdown drive. He had like four catches. He did. Including the touchdown to go ahead. So, I mean, that... That play wasn't really his fault. The no. the run, it was just the play that was called. Don't like the play, don't like the personnel. That's all. It was nice, though, that, I mean, either way, if, if Aaron comes back or doesn't, it sounds, feels. Lazard said something after the game that this is probably his last game as a Packer. It was nice that I think he went out with a solid performance. Like I said, I'll miss him. Definitely. I can't imagine we pay him, but I'll miss him. Was there anything else about the Packer experience you wanted to cover, or... We kind of the Packer experience. briefly touched on it. I mean, we I, talked about our tailgate spot. We did. We talked about the tailgate spot. Uh, well, Devin is currently wearing something that he bought there. So that's now we've gone to two Packer games kind of as a small group. And both times, somebody decided it was a great idea to go to the pro shop right before the game. 
And PSA to everybody out there, it's a terrible idea to go to the pro shop. Right it was the game. fine. It was a little busy. The line wasn't awful. I don't know why you're complaining. Well, it's because it was 900 degrees in there. I don't think it was that bad. It was. It's because you didn't have a jacket on. Correct. I the rest of us were bundled on. up, and we had, you know, thermals on and sweatshirts and jackets and hats and like where we can't just strip in the middle of the pro shop. Like we gotta just wear. I it. mean, you could just take your jacket off. That's a no, novel because the jersey was already on top. That was going to be a whole thing. Looking oh. like the Marshmallow Man in there. <laughs> I prefer the Michelin Man, personally, if we're going to make references. Either one. But yeah, I had discussed on the show that I'd ordered a Razul jersey that did not come through. So it was about time when we got to the stadium, I bought one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did not see. I mean, he played fine, I'll say, despite yeah. you know the, the punch, the knockout. I'm a little nervous that... Uh, this is going to be the curse that JP is more known for, but mm-hmm. you know where you buy someone's jersey and then the next year they're gone. I think Razul is unfortunately a candidate for that. We'll we'll talk about free agency in the future a little bit coming up here, but I'm really hoping it's it's not the end for him. This is a guy that I've really loved, as I'm sure we all know by now. Especially what he did for a lot of last season. He had some moments this year, not mm-hmm. quite as much, but just classic underdog story. Nobody wanted him. He came in when you know when we needed someone. Really flash in the pan. It just kind of brings a spice and fire that I like, and I'm agree. hoping it's not the end. <clears throat> Completely agree. Also, I will say that it was the their new, um, the kind of title town district is lovely. Oh, yeah. Right? They, that was super nice. I would love for it to be not like two degrees like it was when we were there, literally, and uh, to spend some time there in like a fall game. That'd be cool because they got the brewery stuff, right? They oh, got yeah. Some shopping, like. Man, they got like a little little stage with some acts and some music going. Like that, that was a lovely little area. We should do the exact same thing, just like September, October <laughs> would be great. Like you said, I think October is probably the sweet spot. So it's not like accidentally ninety degrees oh, either. Oh God, yeah, that would be that would be rough. That might be worse. That honestly, honestly, probably would yeah, be. No, thank you. All right, so off season, Aaron Rodgers. Where do you want to go? Oh God, um, I I think we probably start with Aaron Rodgers because the off season's starts and stops with him yeah everything is dependent upon Aaron Rodgers again right Mm -hmm. and I think we'll get into kind of our personal thoughts and expectations in a second but yeah there's really no point in talking about draft yet there's no point in talking about free agency um because we don't know what he's doing and everything's going to be predicated on what he decides to do yeah no I completely agree but I mean when it comes to like pieces we're going to be keeping or not you know it's like guys like I think Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, even Bakhtiari to an extent. A lot of these guys are very much so tied to what Aaron does. And then our draft needs are also going to be, draft and free agency needs are going to be drastically dependent upon him and what, what his gang does. Right. Are we going all in this year? Or are we getting extra picks because he's gone and we kind of, the timeline gets pushed back a little are bit? Are we somewhere in the middle? Like, right. there, there's kind of... We don't know. Did you uh, hear what he had to say on McAfee today? I did. I, I, I tried to pull it up for uh, our listeners here to get it right. Aaron said that he's going to take a darkness retreat. God, he's such a weirdo. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. So we're going to be kept weeks, waiting. Yeah, we, we, I thought we were at a couple of weeks. Yeah, you this know? has been a while. He said he was going to make a decision early, bro. It's, it's like middle of February. I would hope you would at least make it bef- like pre-combine. It need, Yeah, pre-combine, pre-draft would be For sure. It's got to be pre-draft, pre-draft, but hopefully pre-combine. So this darkness retreat in a couple weeks. It's four days, complete darkness, just himself in a little house. Sounds like sounds nice. <laughs> Direct quote from Aaron. Uh, I've had a number of friends who've done it and have had profound experiences. 
he expects a decision after that. Whatever works for you, man. I mean, it's Aaron. You know, he's real spiritual, which all the power to you. Whatever brings you peace, I'm all about that. Like I'd get bored. I mean, it, it might be nice for a day I just being out away from noise. That's the point, though. I think that's the point is, yeah, to start, you're probably going to be like, oh, this is kind of nice. A little bored, but kind of nice to just be here, not doing anything, you know, shut out from the world. <clears throat> I imagine what happens after that is probably the, the true looking in, right? Oh, yeah. Once you get past the first day, you're because you're sitting stuck there with yourself, right? You're just you're just going to be thinking. That's mm-hmm. all you got, right? Like a sensory deprivation tank, which is oh, you. Good reference, Ooh. Mueller. Whereas it's just you. That, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's you and your thoughts. And, you know, eventually people go crazy when they do that kind of stuff. But four days isn't anywhere near long enough for that. So he's just going to be thinking a lot. Is he going to be overthinking? Is what's he going to do? I heard on the radio today, the Chicago radio. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. Grain but, of salt. Um, you know, hey, they said it's going to be dark. What color is darkness? Black. The Raiders. That's what they're saying. It's going to be hmm. seeing a lot of black. Maybe that. Maybe just goes to the Raiders after that. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid. I that's know. So <laughs> stupid. Like Subliminal I said, limited imagery. Why am I seeing so much black? Bunch of bunch of Bears fans being hopeful is what that is. <laughs> So it'll be interesting. I was hoping that he'd have a decision made um, in another week or two. It sounds like we get to be on the shoulder coaster for a little while. My biggest problem with it is not that I care. He can do whatever he wants as long as it's preferably, like I said, before the combine. Definitely before the draft. Yes. I just, I hate Green Bay fandom before he makes a decision. Like, I feel like I can't look at anything online. Everything is so micro and yep. analyzing everything. I can't like, listen to a lot of the podcasts. It's like, I just don't want to hear it. And nothing else matters until we know. You can't talk about what free agents we're going to keep or who we're going to look at in the draft, like we just said, until we know if he's going to stay or not. Because we have absolutely no idea. And we have no idea if he's going to stay or not. So there's no point in talking about it. I completely agree. I mean, I'm still happy we're doing the show so we get something out oh, here. Oh, absolutely. And we w- we'll get into exactly what our plans are going forward, but we will talk about it somewhat but we're not going to beat a dead horse because why there's yeah, you don't there's know no point there's you no don't point know. and i'm glad that we both don't hyper analyze everything that he says i think he also like has some fun with it so he was asked on what the pro-am tour that he was on this weekend which he won by the way at a boy he was like someone was like hey aaron any news where are you gonna play and he's like well i'm not going to san francisco which honestly made me feel slightly better and that was it um and then someone just asked him like you know what are you hearing the most and he was like, yeah, well, a lot of Raiders fans are like, come to Oak or, you know, come to Las Vegas, reunite with Devontae. And I'm like, all right, which fans are going to be the loudest and the most obnoxious? Raider fans. Like, also, that's, where that's are not... you? California. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> right. Which is also where they used to be. And that's not very far from Las Vegas. Correct. Similar crowd. So I, I guess we begin this with two-part question. Ooh. Maybe two-part. Because Ooh. I guess if your answer... Because one way for the first question, then there's no second question. So, um, Mr. Lucas Mueller, is, you, is okay. he back? Okay. Um, am I saying what I want to happen or what I think is going to happen? Oh, God. Here we go again, right? To play the villain. <laughs> Let's do both. Okay. You know what? I'll I'll play uh, I'll play my part, right? Don't play your part. Just tell me what you think. You don't have to. You don't have to purposely say you want him back just to piss me off. We've been through enough this season. 
There's no need for conflict. Yeah, but I want him back. So, um, I think he'll be back. Okay. And I want him back. However, what I think may happen and what I want to happen are not necessarily the same. What I want to happen is I want him to be very upfront. Right. I want him to come to the front office like, you know what? I'd love to come back for one final season. This is going to be it, though. Tell us right now. This is it. One more, one more go around. Let's do what we can, and then I'm going to ride off in the sunset. That's what I want, because I think that would be fine, team building wise. Cap, I'm not too worried about. We have to eat a crazy amount of money at some point, anyways. Whatever. What that would do to us would still give us a year of Jordan Love next year, or the year after, however you look at it. The fifth year option year. If he does not immediately demand a trade. Which I think is a possibility, even if... It's a possibility, but you could do what you want, man. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo have fun. Right? We don't have to send you anywhere. And I don't know if his value's high enough for us to think it's worth it. Because at that point, if Aaron comes to us and says, says, one year and I'm done. Right? You then go to Jordan Love and be like, okay, one more year. That's it. Fifth year option. We're going to pick that up. You're going to play under that. We're going to be talking about contract extension that entire time, assuming you don't suck. We don't think you do, which no. is why we're going to pick up the fifth year. Right? I That's what I would like to have happen. I would like one more chance to do something. Does it happen? Yeah, probably not. You don't think so? You're leaning that he's not back? No, no, I think he's back. Do I think that the one more go round would necessarily be worth it? Probably not. Okay. You know, do I think we win a Super Bowl next year? Probably not, mm-hmm. but I think if watching these playoffs definitely taught me anything, I, you just got to make it in, man. You know, the Eagles had the easiest road to the Super Bowl I probably ever. But they were also the number one seed and completely dominated all the way through. There there was no one close. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree, but I'm saying how many times we've we been the number one seed? A lot, and we had to play real teams to get there. But what I'm saying is that you have a class in the NFC. And I mean, we'll see what the Eagles do in the offseason. But, like, San Francisco, I mean, they, they hung as tight as they could with no quarterback. They're going to be up there, too. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their quarterback now because yeah, right. Brock Purdy has that uh, elbow injury. He needs Tommy John surgery. So we'll see about the timeline. But if they keep most of their pieces, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, even this year, if we would have limped into the dance, I don't, I don't know how long we would have been dancing for. We might have, you know – Walked on the floor, slipped and broke a hip, and then went to the hospital. That's been it. Completely possible, but my point still stands that you just got to get in. Yes, to be in the playoffs, you just have to get in, Devin. And anything can happen from there. At that point, if we were the number one seed, if the playoffs were structured and the same teams were in last year, do you think we're in the Super Bowl? No. If we were the Eagles, because we were the Eagles many times over the years. If we were the number one seed and our path was the Vikings who suck. This year, would we be in the Super Bowl? If we had to play the Giants, I'm saying in any previous year, like the 2021 Packers. Okay. If they were the number one seed in this NFC playoffs and we had to play the Giants and then the 49ers without a quarterback, would we be in the Super Bowl? Yeah, we would. If the 2020 or 2021 Packers. We'd have to knock out... um... Brock Purdy. I don't know if we get that pressure. Oh, my God. 
Maybe they're not a throat bro. I don't know. I, I but don't, I'm saying if I we, don't know. You get in, you don't know what happens. People can randomly lose quarterbacks. Daniel Jones could turn back into a pumpkin because that's what he was the whole time, anyways. Like, you just got to get it and try. And I'm up for one more rodeo. Okay, and that's what I think happens. I think the smoke was more prevalent last year with the whole Broncos scenarios. Mm-hmm. Right, but now we're kind of running it back a little bit with Hackett going to the Jets. <laughs> so right. we're, it's kind of like here we are again. So I, I think that that was probably the best shot for that to actually happen, especially given that they did it. Right, the Jets just got traded for Devontae, and then it's over. <laughs> just send one of your like, send uh James not Jameson Williams. Who's their who's their rookie uh, receiver? Garrett Wilson. Send Garrett Wilson. And like a third rounder for Devontae. They would never send Garrett Wilson. Who's getting up there. I know they probably wouldn't, but if you could, and then just have Devontae on the Jets, and then you send Aaron, and there you go. Not going to happen, but no. that would be, you know, these those like the two trade destinations. Just just combine them into the best possible spot. So anyways, I think that yeah, he's going to come back, and I, I thought there was more of a chance of him retiring pre-Brady. You don't think he wants to be in the same Hall of Fame class as Brady? You think that's a thing? Maybe a little. I don't think it's necessarily a huge thing, but I think it's probably in his head somewhere. I could you agree know, with these that. These guys got big enough egos. Oh, yeah. That I I think maybe I wait one year and I'm in a different class. Literally in a different class. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So that that's what I think happens. That's what I want to happen. It is what it is. Like I said, I, I think there was more smoke last year um, as opposed to this year with him going to a different team. It was much more clear cut. At that point. So it is what it is. What do you think? I know you think differently than me. So, well, no, I, I also see I'm split here. I think I'm 60 40 that he's back. You know, okay. He, he did have that, that, you know, walking off the field with Randall Cobb, you know, which he made a, he made a real point to do that. So that kind of made me think that maybe he would just be, you know, done, no. but not go somewhere else. Just like, just be done. I thought that right after the game as well. I think, but I think you would have said that by now. Yeah, exactly. I think the longer we've gone on, and the whole well, I'm not going to San Francisco. I know it's kind of playing, but like he he's at least you know thinking like just with that comment, right? I think he's coming back. I do. Um, I'm not going to go on a Mitch Trubisky rant today. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for deeper into the off season. What random quarterback does ever think would be better? <laughs> hey, two. I threw Marcus Mayota there. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we I, saw how well that went for both teams. I don't think that if Aaron comes back, mm-hmm. we have enough ammunition. Now, you got Christian Watson. Year two might be enough. You don't know what the jump's going to look like. You don't know. We need a lot of jumps from a lot of people, and I just think that you have this core that Aaron's going to want to bring back, which I know we love them, but they're not really playmakers. I mean... Cobb has his third downs earlier in the season, and then he's n- worth the vet man, I think. He's fine, right? But then he's going to be taking away, snaps away from other people. Big Bob, we both love him, and he did have a really good catch against the Lions. But he did, he, he did. cannot produce yards after catch anymore. He's good no. for like a five yard on third and ten. There you and go. Your only hope is that whole like a full year removed from ACL thing. You just don't know. You just don't know. But I feel like if you bring Aaron back here, bring back a lot of the gang, which I think in other spots you could upgrade more. It's going to limit you. Agreed. 
I mean, if Aaron's traded away, right, then we you probably get some capital, maybe some younger players, so maybe the team looks better. And I don't know how good Jordan Love is. I don't. But honestly, watching him play against the Eagles, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he had a nice zip on the ball. And it's not so much, you know, like last year I was like, I'm really over Aaron. Let's be out in the playoffs. And granted, you know, he didn't play great in this game, which is essentially a playoff game. I just don't have the feelings of hostility this year. It's not that I like hate Aww. Aaron and want him gone. Oh, I just, I would rather see Jordan. And as, as a simple fact, I just don't think that if we bring him back with his contract and probably bring back his buddies between them and then whatever pieces we can get through the draft and free agency, plus good developments from year two, I just don't think we have enough to get to where we need to be to go to win the Super Bowl. And when we're running this back, like this year, last year, it's going to be the <laughs> third year in a row where it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. And we've been busting. We and have been. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm over it. I've seen a couple, you know, interesting trades, like to the Jets and the Raiders. I'd be happy with those, you know, getting some young picks. That One of the guys, I think it was Andy Herman, so like the Jets could give us like Elijah Moore. Um Mm. And maybe Mims in their first round pick. Mm. Raiders would give us their first round pick and Waller, just as an know, idea. I don't know if we take Waller at this point. I mean, he's, he's a little older, but yeah, I don't know if he fits with the Jordan Love time frame. But the Packers have tried to trade for him in the past, like twelve times. Yeah, so I just think that's that's a potential name to watch. Agreed, and especially if Rodgers is gone, I think that unless Big Bob is okay to take the vet minimum or close. He's probably gone. Probably. R.I.P. Big Bob. R.I.P. Big Bob. We're still going to be a fan. Of Big Bob? Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be like MVS. I will cheer for him wherever he goes. But I just I just don't think we're going to have enough horses if we bring Aaron back. But ultimately, if you pointed a gun to my head and said, what is he doing? I would say he's coming back. Interesting. That's not exactly what I expected. I will throw this out as maybe a, a kernel of hope for you. And that is, do you think if we ran back this season, just as it was with the same players, right, we just ran it back, do you think we have a better or worse record than we ended up with? I mean, I would say I would say for sure better because of mm-hmm. I would agree. Christian Watson. Assuming he doesn't just magically miss his entire intro to the NFL this year. Yeah, yeah no, if we're just going to, if we just run the exact same team back, yep. we just hit rewind, but with everyone's development, I mean, you have Christian Watson playing elite. I mean, because he changed the offense when he was in. The offense line was much better. Mm-hmm. I still think I'd maybe want to have Zach Thomas at right tackle starting and, or maybe move him to guard because I love John Runyon, but he he was the reason for one of Aiden Hutchinson's sacks against Rodgers in a key True. play where Yash had him squared up and then John Runnan basically pushed him to the outside and gave him gave him the angle to Aaron. So just trying to help out, but not not the best play there. And then also, um, and you might you might really be surprised at this one. You know, a lot of people have been saying that we need to trade Darnell Savage in the offseason. And I really want none of it. I know that it would, you it would like help him at nickel. It would help it cap a lot but yeah and and i forced myself kind of foolishly now because we didn't really do a deep dive into this game but i sat this afternoon and watched the entire lions game and darnell savage had two or three pass breakups he had two could have been picks um 
He's looked good since we moved him. He's looked a lot better in the nickel. So I think he'd be better. I also think if you give Rudy Ford another year, he might slightly improve. I mean, his his deficits did show. He had the the one backbreaker play gave up to Khalif Raymond. We just couldn't get over in time. Jared Goff also makes an Aaron Rodgers to Jeff Janis-esque throw mm-hmm. going across his body, retreating the wrong way, throwing it 50 yards, just swing of the hips, let it all go. And I was... Not we Jared were, Goff throw there. We were mortified watching it, but it was also just from a... Impressive. Yeah, from a football expert mentality that we have, mm-hmm. status that we are. I think we were both impressed at that throw. Some of the other guys that have made good jumps. I mean, Bakhtiari would assume we'd be starting healthy then. And Dobbs would hopefully get back to not dropping the ball. I was almost going to start tonight's show with a Romeo Dobbs poem. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, where out thou hands? And then I just didn't think that he was worth the effort to finish. Yeah, honestly, I don't think the game was, no. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we lost several games in just really weird fashions that I don't think if you replayed them ten times that that would happen. No, I mean, think of how many of the games that we did, like, our really crappy off coverage and towards the end, I mean, even the Lions game. Like, the defense played fine. It, it wasn't their fault that we lost. No, I do want to bring up something with Savage. So, watching the playoffs... Yo, I was watching one of my boys. Jimmy Ward? Yep. Go Huskies. <laughs> God. I'll let you know exactly where I was going. But is that not what we want Savage to be? That dude lines up in the slot. He's their nickelback. And he, he takes whoever's in the slot. I mean, yeah, they're playing a fair amount of zone. But he comes up. He makes some tackles. Makes some plays on the balls. He was really big in that game for them. Actually, both of them. He was really an important piece on that defense. He's also a free agent. And he's um, also our Achilles heel. Like, whenever we play him, he always gets a pick or key he pass break up or sack or but something. That's what we want Savage to be is the nickel. And I think he showed some flashes with the whole offseason. I think he could make some real progress there. Yeah, we're going to need at least one more safety, probably two. But maybe we get Jimmy Ward. Maybe we get Jimmy Ward. And maybe, I know we're kind of we're, we're teasing the offseason yeah, a little, little bit. A little bit. But we'll one, go through an entire player list later at a different date. One but. thing I was thinking about today, after my grocery shopping, I was walking back up to my apartment. And okay. I was like, shit, is Razul going to be gone because Stokes is the slot, Jair and Stokes on the outside? And then I remembered we had the idea of moving him to safety. Razul, yeah. Razul, did I say... Stokes, you said Stokes, bad. yeah. Well, I was thinking about Stokes being back because remember, like yeah. four episodes ago, where I was like, <laughs> "Who's the number two corner, Luke?" And you were like, "Stokes." It's like, "Oh yeah, he exists." Yeah, that guy. Maybe that was last year. But I re-listened that episode, and I was like, "Oh, that's awkward." Yikes, Devin, call yourself an expert. But, I mean, I think that moving Razul to strong safety as opposed to freaks. I think he's a better tackler than he is fluid in the hips. I think you move him up and replace Amos. It's, it's not the worst idea. I mean, you maybe still want to draft somebody. Yeah, for sure. Maybe a couple free agents, depending on if you bring back Rudy Ford. It's a pretty decent safety class. He's a three. I think Rudy Ford needs to be a three. I like him a Agreed. lot. I love him for my brother-in-law. I love getting hype on the show for that. But uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want I don't him start. starting. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. Unless we're playing Dak Prescott. Then it's fine. Dak Prescott, man, whether it's him or Kentrell Bryce, man, he gives all my boys, all my should-be-backup safeties, nice plays. He does. So, yeah, that's part of why I think I would be fine essentially running it back just because there's some fluky stuff. Obviously, Aaron's broken thumb did not help anything in the middle of the year. And then Stuff like that. That's a whole other bag of rabbits, right? Right. Because how many? Bag of rabbits? Bag of rabbits, yeah. Never heard that in my life. That's a new one. (laughs) 
Can of worms, bag of rabbits. <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> I was out in the cold a little too long in Lambo. <laughs> Hasn't been the same since, folks. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. You're talking with those buddies. <laughs> Yeah, where were we? What was it talking about? Stokes? No, no. Safeties? No. no. No, where were we before that? Uh, Aaron's Thumb. Aaron's Thumb, yeah. Hold on the bag of rabbits. So, <laughs> now how many of those games did we lose with his thumb not being 100%? Right. right. Was that still affecting him later on more than he would think? Could be. It also Don't probably know. changed a little bit of his passing patterns. I mean, because we saw a little bit more of poor technique Aaron this year, I would say, throwing out yeah, some rough kind of like 2018. Yeah. Because he, he did that, and then he kind of went back to getting his core and his legs stronger, and then his technique got a lot better again. Yeah, yeah, could be. Hold on the bag of rabbits. Hold on the bag of rabbits. <laughs> All right. So so what do we get? What's this offseason look like for us, Devin? What do we think we're doing? Let's end on that note. All right, so we will obviously be putting on another show once we have Aaron's news. Yeah, um, I think we're probably going to try every other week type of thing. Yeah, I mean, we don't be, have much to talk about every single week. We want to be much better than last year. It wouldn't take much. Yeah, I think we did one show <laughs> like right around draft time, and I was coming up with all these ideas. You know, there's all these different like things we could do from the past, talking about you know top yeah. ten Packer draft picks. I mean, it, to me and Luke, guys, we can. We can dig deep. We can find something to talk about the Packers every single week. 100%. Top we, 10 fullbacks. Top 10 backup linebackers. Top, top 10, 10 third linebackers tight that ends. we drafted as, <laughs> that we moved to different positions. Oh, yeah. We can do a lot. So I will understand if a lot of you don't want to listen to those episodes, I'll give a little, like, asterisk warning. Like, we're, we're deep in the rabbit hole in this one. Yeah. So, well, so many bags of rabbits. <laughs> No rabbit holes, Luke. They're not in bags in the hole. Jesus. Maybe there's a hole in the bag. Done with you. <laughs> so so we'll have some of those episodes. It's kind of like, you know, one-offs. Yeah. Just comparing some Packer history. Uh, we're going to do stuff around the draft. Obviously, we'll do, yeah, we'll do the, episodes. The as, draft was the, kind of the biggest thing we had last year. Yeah. By far, our, our most listened to episodes. So clearly, people like it. We're going to give them more than they want. For sure. Realistically. Uh, that is what we do here, sir. That is the brand we are going to deliver, as we always do. So we'll do that. And then Luke and I had this idea. This was more you than me. Uh, I supported was, yeah. this idea. You did, and I appreciate that. That, you know, we always talk here about, you know, why we're Packer fans and our story and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And as our loyal listeners, we are going to offer it up to you guys. If anyone wants to, you know, maybe be a guest star, and we can just find out your story, like why you're a Packer fan who your favorite third string is of at any position of all time. Yep. These sort of South the Cheddar questions we would love to hear. A hundred percent. So if you you know want to send an email and we can, you know, maybe FaceTime me in, we'll figure it out. Just email for the third time today, the show, South the Cheddar Curtain at gmail.com. Oh we'll, man, look at we'll that. We'll see if we can set something up. That would be lovely. And it would kind of indulge my little bit of uh going to school for journalism there too. So that would be great. It would be nice to kind of talk to some of the fans, get a little Maybe a little bit of backstory on on some people. Why are you a Packer fan? Especially if you're south of the Chart Curtain. It's something we get asked relatively frequently. Yeah, At why least is I your do. skin so thick? Yeah. Yeah. I usually tell like, people, people are like, oh, how are you a Packer fan? I'm like, I was born with a functioning brain. My bad. <laughs> but we all have a, a reason, right? Family or, or good memories or, or whatever it may be. But IQ. Yeah. IQ is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely the top of that. So it, I would love to hear from some people. 
talk to him. It would be great. Yeah, I mean, just when we met Tim at the game, that was super refreshing. I, that I was, was awesome. I was fangirling meeting a fan. You 100% were. I was like, oh my God, dude, what's 100% up? 100% fangirling. <laughs> okay, but I know that I'm always the one who is a little more emotional, right? You That's can, one way to put it, yeah. Yeah, you can kind of read me a little easier than, than you. You kind of suppress your emotions a little bit. We'll work through it. But even you... <laughs> Mr. Mueller, maybe you yeah. didn't show up, but I think you were fangirling a little bit too. You were like, oh, I don't know, fangirling, fan. but it, it was cool to to meet somebody to listen to us that you know isn't family or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. surely we have people out there. Yeah, I would love to hear from them. We would. So again, you could email at <laughs> southernshutdercurtain at gmail Devin's mentioned more this episode than the rest of the series combined, but probably so. Probably. You were just talking about us working on the brand. Yeah, we got a brand a little bit better. This is what I'm doing. I appreciate it. Got Love you. the effort I'm seeing. Of course. Of course. I'm not Aaron in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. What? That hurt. Had to throw a little bit out there. A little bit. What else you want to cover tonight? I think that that's pretty much all I had on my mind. Yeah, I'm pretty good, too. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I hope that you all stay off of you know ESPN and all the other you know social media NFL accounts. It's rough so, out there. Yeah, just try to ignore all the uh, the Rogers noise. Once something does break, your boys will be here. We'll break it down for you. You We're can listen to it. our ramblings. We're always here for you. Always, always. But until next time, guys. Go Paco. Go Paco. <laughs>